You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are back with another morning drop. Today, we're going to dig a little bit into how recruiting is going so far. Auburn off to a 3-2 and two start. How has the start for the Tigers impacted recruiting? Let's talk about it right here. Y'all know how we do War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Now, now listening to the Wall Morning Drop. You got Ike Jones in here. It is Tuesday, and I am joined by none other than Caleb Jones from AuburnSports.com, Auburn Rivals site, uh, today to talk a little bit about recruiting and uh, where the Auburn Tigers sit right now as far as the board that they already have intact and some of the guys that they may be wanting to target in the future. Caleb, how are you doing this morning, man? I'm doing all right. Um, be honest, I may sound a little weird. My my throat is just not listening great. I Listen, I, I've been dealing with some throat stuff for the last week, man. So, you know, listen, we just got to do what we got to do, get it here. Um, I, I'll be remiss if I didn't point out this little board right here behind me. This has absolutely nothing to do with the show. But shout out to our guy, Drake Breakfoot, who uh, who gifted this to me right here. So it's a new addition to the background. I got to figure out now what I'm going to do with my lighting situation with that back there. Anyway, uh, people did not come in here to talk about uh, my background. They came in here to hear us talk about Auburn recruiting. Uh, Caleb, you've been feet on the ground out there at high school games. You've been, you know, at the Auburn football games. You've been around the facility. How do you feel like Auburn is sitting right now as far as the recruits that they already have committed, uh, the strength and, and the resolve of those guys to stay within the class right now, in, in your opinion? Yeah, I think if you're Auburn, you're feeling pretty good about where your 24 class is. Um I mean, with, with these classes, especially in the SEC, it's important to really get an early jump on it. And I think, you know, Hugh Freeze has, has talked about this before where he felt coming in, you know, late 2022, you're not only you're scrambling to, to finish that 23 class, but at that point, you're already kind of behind uh, for the 24 class. Um, and so I think Auburn's done a really good job just within, you know, I guess it's been about eight or nine months. Uh, no, it's October. Holy cow. Uh, 10 months since, uh, you know, 2023 started. So you've had 10 months to really get in there and start with those 24s. And I think if you're Auburn, you're feeling pretty good about it. You, you've landed some, some really high caliber guys. You've had a ton, um, uh, just quite a few of, uh, big flips, not, not just, you know, flips from a, you know, little schools flips from your big rivals. Right. Um, so if you're Auburn, I think you're feeling really good about where your class is at right now. And I think you're feeling pretty good about where it's headed. Yeah. I, I think Auburn is in a, in a pretty good place when you look at the rankings and everything. Um, before we get too far in the conversation, definitely want people to do the necessary. Go out there and share the video at The War Report on all social media. Hashtag get your weight up. Like this video if you have not already and you're here on YouTube. We appreciate all the likes. Thumbs up. Definitely help us. And then if you're over in the podcast world, go ahead and give us that five-star review wherever you're listening. You can tune in every day. We're out here dropping content for you. Uh, 
Caleb, let's get back into the conversation and talk a little bit about targets. Where are the places that Auburn is heavy on the trail uh, behind some guys? And who do you feel strong about right now that Auburn is in pursuit of? I think obviously the the number one position group that everybody talks about when it comes to recruiting is offensive line. And uh, there's, there's one guy who was on an official visit uh, this past weekend who I, I think is um, – is a, is a guy that if you're Auburn, you got to go out and get. Uh, and that's Favor Edwin. He is, uh, he's only been playing football for about a year, um, but he's out of McDonough, Georgia. And he's a, he's a big guy, six foot six, almost 300 pounds. This guy's going to be a, a really high caliber guy. I think he's, he's a developmental guy, um, but offensive line, that's a developmental uh, position. Uh, mm-hmm. But that, that is one thing that I'll add is, Auburn does have some young offensive linemen. They added right. a lot um, in this last class, you know, freshmen, Juco transfer, you name it. They add a lot. I expect them to kind of utilize Juco, especially, and, and really the transfer portal to continue to build that class until some of those guys are ready. Um, but he's a, he's a big name to kind of watch. That That's obviously a position of need. They're still going to go after some other guys that are committed elsewhere, they're keeping in pretty regular contact with Khalil House, who is the Stanford commit, who right. was there this past weekend. Auburn's still pushing really hard for him. That's not a that's not a fight that if you're Auburn, you're not gonna, just going to give up. Um, so Auburn's going to go after him and some other guys that are committed elsewhere. Uh, but offensive line there, uh, I think the Tigers are looking to add another safety. There, there are two that are committed elsewhere that Auburn's really going after. KJ Bolden's the big name. Uh, and he really liked what he saw out of uh, Jalen Simpson uh, this past weekend when uh, mm-hmm. when Jalen Simpson just had an absolutely amazing game. KJ Bolden is a is a big target, and so is Zaquan Patterson. He's he's Miami right now, coming into Miami. So those those are those are the two biggest positions I think, and obviously wide receiver. I, I think you're you're looking to add another receiver. Uh, and Nikar is probably the number one target right now for them. Just recently decommitted from Georgia, so um, that that's the guy you got to go after if you're Auburn. Top 100 player, really good player. Yeah, Nikar was going to be someone who I ask about because you know there's been a lot of smoke in regard to him uh, moving in this direction. Um, so you, you answered that question already, but I let's let's uh, talk about some of the other guys that you mentioned as well that. Um, I, I know you had a, a, an article recently where you talked to a couple of people who were present at the last uh, game, but let's talk about the impact, I think, from the Georgia game, right? Specifically from that game. Um, I was looking at one from Joseph Phillips. You talked to him recently about how he felt like it, but what was the sense that you got from recruits in regard to, in, in a loss, how Auburn performed in front of a ton of recruits that were there for this Georgia game? Man, I, I don't think that Georgia game could have gone any better from a recruiting standpoint. Um, all it, Hugh Freeze and, and his coaching staff did exactly what they needed to do, which was show that they can coach and that they can put a product on the field. They they competed. Uh, that's all you can really ask for when when you're playing a high caliber team like Georgia. You kind of show that hey, uh, and I think you know Joseph Phillips and a lot of the recruits recognize that those are the, the the guys on the field. Those weren't necessarily the guys that Hugh Freeze brought in. You know, as from the high school standpoint, a lot of transfers, a lot of JUCO guys, guys that he took over from the previous era. And so I think you get this feeling of, okay, well, look at what Hugh Freeze can do 
with guys that he didn't even, you know, bring in really himself. Right. Right. There are a couple guys in there from the 23 class that got a lot of playing time, Keldrick Falk being one of them, Kay and Lee another. But outside of that, it's a it's a huge win in recruiting. Just just seeing how Auburn is able to stay with the number one team in the country and and kind of show, hey, look, it's possible. And that's and I think. All right. I think if you do when you do come up short, I think. It's a huge pitch is, hey, we're this close. Right. We just need a guy like you to come in, and then we're there. Right. You know, and I think with the talent that Auburn's already bringing into this class, I think you've already got a lot of encouraging signs that Auburn is going to be close to close to that uh, caliber at some point within the next couple of years once those guys get in and develop. Yeah. Uh, so here's the question that I have in regard to all of the, the the happenings right now with Auburn football. And this is something that uh, I've seen on Twitter, message boards, uh, wherever you, you see Auburn fans congregating, is the worry that the lack of proficiency in the pass game is going to be a, dis- a deterrent to potentially bringing in talent in that regard. Um, is that something that you feel like is a worry for any of the recruits that you've heard from? We talked about Nikar a little bit as the wide receiver coming in. Uh, you know, there were thoughts that, you know, people were hoping, you know, potentially that Cam Coleman would potentially come back to Auburn. Uh, is the lack of proficiency in the pass game a worry, considering the fact that uh, the quarterback that you have right now for Auburn is not a guy that you anticipate returning? Uh, you've got Robbie Ashford, who has to come back because he doesn't, he has another year of eligibility and can't transfer again. And then Holden Gurner isn't really getting developed this year as a quarterback. The, really the only thing that you have left in the cupboard is going to be a red shirt freshman in Hank Brown, true freshman coming in and Walker white. Is that a concern for any of the recruits in, in return and regards to the past game? I don't think, I don't think it's a massive concern at this point. I, I think as, if you're a recruit, a one thing that you do have for you is a guy like Walker White who can spin it, uh, who, who likely won't come in and start as a true freshman. But if you're a receiver, I mean, you you have an opportunity to just see the field in general mm-hmm. early. Uh, if you do go to Auburn, I think that's very attractive. Um, but, you know, even if Peyton Thorne doesn't come back and, and you have Robbie Ashford or, or somebody like Holden Gurner who maybe – starts or Robbie starts. I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like next year. I mean, they could bring in another transfer, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I think, I don't think that plays too much of a role. Now, if you are a receiver, you definitely want to know who's going to be throwing the ball to you. Right. And I think that is going to have to be a plan that the coaches kind of put in place uh, prior to, you know, early signing day is kind of like figure out, you know, once this season kind of concludes, like, all right, what uh what's the question like what who who's going to be the guy or who who's going to be the contenders next season because i mean even if you are walker white that door's wide open too i think right. i mean it's it was a competition in the spring between Peyton Thorne, Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner what's to say it's not going to be a competition next spring between the same guys plus walker white gets in there right. you know so um I, I don't think it's a huge deal at the moment I think if if Auburn can't bring in a transfer or, or can't find somebody to really pass the ball well, or, or you never know. I mean, it's a long season. Right. Maybe Peyton Thorne gets it together. You know, maybe maybe he finds it. Maybe he finds it to, uh, during the bye week and and has balls out the rest of the year. You know, so it's just going to be you know take it one step at a time and and 
kind of see how the how it plays out. Awesome, awesome. All right, we are in here talking with Caleb Jones from Auburn Rivals, the AuburnSports.com website, a little bit about recruiting. We're going to get into some of your questions here in the live chat in just a moment. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Drop! Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Let's get over into the comment section a little bit and see what the people are busting about this morning right here on the morning drop. Uh, War Report, starting it off with Derek Anderson, who says, I feel like the UJ game is a perfect pitch to recruits. Literally just say, we are that close. We just need you. That's what Caleb yeah. just said. We'll have to agree with that sentiment. Uh, missed this earlier. Apologize. John Brandon with the super chat, who says, thoughts on Coach Hugh Free saying we won't play UGA annually. Um, I think that that was more, I mean, that, that's not anything that we didn't already know, that we could potentially lose that game annually um, because of the format of playing one permanent rival and then seven rotating. So the one permanent is likely going to be Alabama is not going to be Georgia. So that would mean that you don't play Georgia every year in that scenario. That wasn't um, some mystery that he, I don't know why people were making a big deal out of that. Um, they made it seem as if coach freeze spilled the beans on something, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think that that was much of anything. We'll see going forward. They only know what's going to happen next year, and then we'll, we'll know moving forward after that. Uh, Jonathan Boyson jumps in and says, DeAndre Carter in Texas worries me with a flip to them from what I've been reading. Any thoughts on DeAndre Carter and the potential of him flipping his commitment? Well, anytime you have a, a big offensive line recruit, I mean, or just a high-caliber player in general, you do have to kind of worry about flipping. Um, it, it kind of depends on how how he perceives Texas. I, I think his final three was Auburn, Texas, Michigan State. I think Michigan State's you know pretty much completely out of the picture at, at this point. So I really do think you know Auburn and Texas are going to probably battle it out. We'll see whether uh, DeAndre Carter sticks around with Auburn or maybe he does flip to Texas. Um, I don't know. We'll kind of kind of go down the road, see how that progresses, and things like that. Another one here from Jonathan Boyson says, D-line needs some emphasis on the recruiting trail. Uh, you mentioned some folks, but are, are there any you know, uh, defensive linemen that you think Auburn is targeting that are still out there, whether it's a flip or someone that's uh, uncommitted? Oh, yeah. Um, two that come to mind right away, Alabama commit Jeremiah Beeman, and then uh, he's not committed anywhere, LJ McCray. Uh, those are two guys mm. Auburn's very high on. Uh, Auburn, really needs, Auburn really needs to add another pass rusher. Um, so adding a guy like Beeman, who we have as, as number 101 in the nation, uh, he, he, I've seen him play. He's really good, really talented, um, just would, would see the field early, I think, once once he got to Auburn, if he were to flip. Um, he was there on an official visit this weekend, and I definitely do think that Auburn made some progress with him as far as showing him the, exactly what, you know, what we've been talking about is that Auburn is close. They just need some more playmakers. Um, and and the, the fact that the defensive line played really well against Georgia, um, I think that shows a lot to, to what Jeremy Garrett's been able to do. 
and just mm-hmm. one one season. And so I, I think uh, they're, they're going to keep on Jeremiah Beeman. Uh, but the, the fact that he's visiting other places, it, it's kind of a it kind of shows that, you know, he's still listening. I, I think it's going to be tough to pull him away from Bama as, a, as it is. Uh, it's always tough to pull a guy away from Bama. You've already done it once, but doing it twice, that would I think that would send uh, all the Auburn message boards and just Twitter sphere into yeah, an absolute it, it, it would be a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh LJ McCray, that's another guy. He's a, he's out of Florida. Uh he's he's got a top five of Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Miami, and Georgia. Auburn made a good Auburn made a good impression with him this weekend. Uh, you know, just and, and hearing what he had to say, kind of the same thing about the defensive line. You know, he's close with uh He's close with commit TJ Lindsay. The two have been talking about, you know, TJ has been trying to get him, get him to come to Auburn. Um, but those are two guys that if you get one of them, uh, it'd be, it'd be really, really solid class. Cause you already got him and Malik blocked in. And then uh, Dimitri Nicholas, who's kind of a developmental guy as well. Uh, let's see here. Corey Weber says, isn't Carr Simmons and Kane about the same size? So are, are those three guys close in the same size? I don't know what uh, I know. I know. Bryce Kane is a shorter kind of a slot guy, and I believe Carr is as well. I'm not sure about Simmons though. Is Simmons more of a slot? No, guy? I think Slim. I think Simmons is is more of an outside guy. I, I I think I think Bryce Kane is your slot guy in this class. So Malcolm Simmons listed as six feet here. Yeah, I think uh, Carr is about the same. See. Yeah, Bryce Kane five eleven. And then I'm not sure what night car is listed. I'm not looking at his profile here. I'm just looking at the commit list there. But um, but yeah, <clears throat> so I mean, yeah, close to the same size. All of them right around six feet tall or, or just south of that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, another one from Jonathan Boyson. We still need to be going after five-star D lineman uh, that's committed to Ole Miss, Franklin. Any thoughts on Camarion Franklin and whether or not his commitment is potentially something that Auburn would still be going after or could potentially flip? I think it's something that they put, could potentially go after. I don't think it's really that likely that he would flip or really consider flipping. I think Camarion Franklin is, is pretty solid with Ole Miss. Okay, Ole Miss uh, in the driver's seat there. Uh, Corey Weber jumps in. He says, we have a shot at flipping Coleman. Closing, uh, excuse me, closer to signing day gets here, really sets in College Station is a long way from home. Any thoughts on Cam Coleman and how solid his commitment is to Texas A&M? Yeah, um, Texas A&M, that's kind of a, a shocking commit, I think, for a lot of people. A lot of people did not expect him to make that decision until probably signing day. Uh, I think Auburn Auburn was the number two school right there uh, with with Coleman, and uh, you know he's going to be back on campus at, at some point this fall. I anticipate, but uh, this is this is going to be interesting, kind of down the stretch. This is one of those guys where, if you're an Auburn fan, you're really hoping Texas A and M season just completely blows up, right? right? You're you're looking for Texas A and M to really struggle to to show no improvement from last season and. Uh, unfortunately for Auburn fans, I think A&M has, you know, kind of figured some things out. They're 4-1 and one right now. They had a little bit of a bump in the road with Miami. But I think if, if A&M, their season kind of goes south, Auburn starts trending up. And even if Auburn does start trending up, that's going to be a recruitment that Auburn's always going to be in, I think, up until right. up until Cam Coleman signs. that's not. This is obviously not a guy that you can just let get away without any sort of fight. Um but yeah, as it goes down the signing day, I, I, 
I think Auburn will make it just a, an extremely hard push for Cam Coleman. Uh, you know, just with their need for receivers and and having just having our, already having three guys right now that are pretty talented. You know, adding a fourth one, whether that would be someone like Nikar or someone like Cam Coleman, that would really put that room uh, for this class over the top. And so, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be close. Uh, to that's gonna be tough uh, to pull. It's always it's always difficult to pull a guy away from any SEC program. Um, so if you're an Auburn fan, you're hoping for Texas A&M season to completely derail and for Cam Coleman right. to say, no, I don't really want to play there. All right. Um, another one from Corey Weber who says, uh, we need to flip Waller as well. Speaking of Jamonte Waller, the, uh, Florida commit, any word on whether or not Waller is someone that Auburn is still in pursuit of, or has any uh, movement with? Yeah, I, I believe he was there this weekend. Uh, I didn't get a chance to speak with him. Um, but that, that was a guy that Auburn was real high on. You know, sitting there at that that Jack linebacker position, they've already got they've already got one uh, true Jack linebacker and uh, Joseph Phillips committed. But you know, there's not a ton of depth in that position for Auburn, and Auburn really needs to add that depth. Uh, so they're going to keep going after Waller. Waller was kind of down. I think it was I think it was really down to Florida, Penn State, and uh, Auburn. You know, back when back when he decided. So it's going to be interesting to to. I mean, with all these. I keep saying the same 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 things over and over again, but really it's all true. You just as as it gets closer to signing day, things just get so much more exciting because you never really know what's going to happen sometimes. So we at Waller, if if Auburn were to pull off a flip of Waller, that would be massive. It would be a, a shock waves as well with that type of flip. Um, this is something that I wanted to ask you earlier. So Stephen Bradley gives me an opportunity to do it. He said, we need some help in the trenches. That would be my number one concern, whether it be freshman signees, JUCO, JUCO or transfer portal. But I wanted to hit on the, the JUCO portion of this. Um, what waves are happening right now with junior college folks that Auburn are looking is looking into that potentially could be in this signing class? Yeah, Auburn. Auburn's recently kind of started reaching out to some JUCO guys, hosting hosting a few of them uh, on visits. Um, but those offers are really just starting to go out right now to these JUCO guys. And I, I would expect Auburn to try and bring in some JUCO guys in in those positions of need. Uh, we we saw it uh, last signing class with uh, Too Tall Miller. He's now your starting right tackle. So uh, I think Auburn's going to continue to do that. Uh, especially down in the trenches, that's that's kind of where you're going to need those guys, right? You're going to need somebody with a little bit of experience, you know, playing at a high level. So that's where those transfers um, and, and those JUCO guys kind of come in. So it's go, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a position of need. That's going to be an emphasis when well, then they look at the transfer portal and the JUCO guys available, and they're going to really go after those guys hard. Uh, Legit asks about uh, Jalen Mbakwe, whether or not he's still interested at all. The current Alabama commit uh, whether or not he is a potential to flip. I think I think Jalen Mbakwe, you know, has a tremendous amount of respect for Hugh Freeze and and the Auburn coaching staff. I don't I don't think he's as likely to flip as as some other guys. Maybe I I just haven't seen or heard uh, heard enough from him or, or about him, you know, to to really say that Auburn has like a a, a chance or that much of a chance at, at flipping Mbakwe. I think Auburn's still going to continue to push for him and. and really go after him because he is a big time playmaker. Uh, if you watch the ESPN broadcast or saw any of the highlights from Clay Chalkville beating Thompson, 
he's just he was the best player on the field, arguably. And so he's he's a guy that Auburn's going to continue to go after. But again, Alabama, I feel pretty solid that Mbakwe is going to stick with them. Awesome. Last one here. Uh, question here from Knox Cleveland about Solomon. Speaking of Jalewis Solomon, any concern for him flipping? Knew he was uh, indecisive between South Carolina and Auburn. Yeah, I think out of out of all of the commits right now, I think South Carolina is probably the biggest threat to, to pull away someone like Jalewis Solomon. Uh, that one, that one's going to go down the signing day. I think. I think South Carolina is continuing to push hard, as is I think Florida State. Uh, he's still good with Auburn. No need to like freak out or panic or anything. I think at the moment, but uh, that's that's going to be one that on signing day you're just really going to hope that he that he signs with the good guys. You know. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Caleb, we appreciate you dropping in with us this morning. For those that don't know, where can they check out all of the work that you have going on and even follow you on social media? Yeah, I'm over on uh, AuburnSports.com, home of uh, The Bunker. So check us out over there if you guys want to get some elite content as well as access to what we like to call the greatest message board and all of the interwebs. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter at CalebJ underscore Rivals. I think that's the, the handle. I don't know. Um, but yeah, go check me out over there. I'll post, uh, my, my stories and, and updates and, you know, just probably a photo of me filling up my car at a Bucky's gas station or something along those lines. So yeah, I'm over there. Go check it out. Drop a follow if you want. So that's, that's it. That's where to find me. All right. Well, Caleb, we appreciate you once again this morning. We are going to get out of here. We'll be back at you guys with another morning drop tomorrow right here on The War Report. Like the video before you get out of here. Subscribe to the channel. If you are over there in the land of podcasts, make sure you give us that five-star review. Until the next time, and as always, War Eagle. Drop!